Hello, hello, dear viewers and listeners, and welcome to another episode of Voice the Sasha Poshcast, your go-to podcast for all things posh. I am your host Shweta Bhatt, and in this episode, we look at some of the challenges and best practices for prevention of sexual harassment in the healthcare sector in India. Sharing their insights with us in this episode are our two guests, Roli Verma, Regional Head. Eastern Region and member of the Apex Posh Committee, Narayana Health, and Sophia Joseph, General Manager, Human Resources, and Presiding Officer of the Internal Committee, Cloud9 Hospitals. Both our guests talk about some of the unique challenges their industry and their organizations have faced, especially in the pandemic, and some insightful practices that have worked for them. Without further ado, let's dive right in. What has changed in the healthcare industry due to the pandemic? What are some of the trends you are noticing when it comes to new ways of working? For healthcare industry, the work-related uh, environment, uh, yes, it, there was not so much of a difference as it had impacted the other places. Mm-hmm. Having said the same, what uh, we faced was that uh, uh, when there were limited number of people that we had to have in the hospital based on the occupancies or based on the footfalls of the patients coming we did reduce the other uh, uh, people who were coming like uh, who could work from home uh, this was only for around 2 months because uh, that was also during the first phase and post that all of us were working at the ground level from the hospital itself historically healthcare is not one of those industries that be, that honestly believes in working from home or you know not really being physically there and suddenly this entire shift is, has been a paradigm shift for us and for us to believe that we can actually manage to run the show by not quite being there itself is um, uh, a feat and we uh, actually managed to achieve it so currently uh, going through the entire pandemic that started in 2020 and of course it has uh, continued in 2021 uh, we have moved into a more hybrid work work style in my mind it's a uh, it's a very different approach towards work i have worked in the healthcare industry for over 15 years um honestly i would not have thought that come a day or uh, we uh, we would see people working um alternatively from home and from different areas remotely and actually managing to get things done so uh, also from a from a customer or patient's mindset uh it's mm-hmm. very important for them to have the the physical connect and contact with a, a you know healthcare expert uh it becomes very difficult when it's remote although we i do know that we are moving towards a whole digital age uh i still believe that it's it's always better while we still have online consults and all these things you know going on in the background i would still i would much rather want to meet up with the doctor and ask that want that person to you know feel my pulse and talk to us so i i suppose we it's kind of hardwired uh, but of course we also believe that it it's not entirely rational things can get done without actually having the whole physical uh, meet meets and meet and greet um, and uh, it has definitely been a change for us it is an eye opener how has posh implementation changed in your organization since the start of the pandemic last year when we started uh... we did have uh, immediately i think uh, in the beginning of the pandemic only we had cases two cases and then yes the challenge was now how to handle it because we cannot be there in physical presence was not there and uh, the first case we had was of uh, you know a little middle level uh, group 
and we knew that technically they are not so advanced so our challenge was you know to uh, first talk to them on telephone calls one to one explain to them that how we would be working on this how we will be getting both the parties together how we will be listening also another challenge was that the committee members were all in different different places getting them together discussing with them so i think though we managed to do it but it took a longer time like what we could have done physically uh, we realized that it is very important for our team members to know that we are available even though we are at home but we are available for them so then unit wise we started to inform people that okay we are available and it was one to one communication not just for posh generally also they should know that uh, there are people to support them there uh, we ensured that we are available and we made our numbers our availability communicated to them so that they can just pick up their phones and reach out to us posh is um, this is something that we consider uh, very important very significant and uh, it, it's it's not really an initiative for us it is a way of life uh, so for us it was a matter of shifting gears and trying to identify what we can do and uh, how we can go about doing this to ensure what we were doing continues Uh, and the employee is aware of things that we do um we were always very consistent with our um uh, training session for us it it was really to a matter of understanding how we can continue doing what we did but perhaps in a more uh, in a different way because our our sense of working really suddenly changed it's not really all of us under the same roof we have ensured that most of our training while we still continue doing classroom sessions but you know it has not really uh, while the audience really is not as much we are uh, we have um incorporated a lot of digital learning digital training modules exercises etc which um are also in align in line with the norms of uh, social distancing covid the pandemic etc have you come across any complaints that are specific to or directly related to the pandemic or those that have happened during the vaccination or treatment process What is your opinion on the news of various incidents of sexual harassment in the healthcare sector during the lockdowns? Shweta, very clearly, our uh, people who are at the ground level, they are very much aware that uh, uh, whether it is vaccination, whether it is patient care, there are two three things that we follow religiously. One is uh, whenever there is a female uh, patient or a female person coming around, or maybe a female staff who is there. uh it's a protocol right from starting from a doctor to a nursing staff if suppose a male nurse is there they will not uh, uh, you know treat that person until unless a female staff is also there so we follow that very religiously and also we ensure that suppose there are only female patients or females there we uh, uh, at least for nurses we ensure that okay female nursing staff should be there like a male nursing staff for a male vaccinator may not be vaccinating a female as a part of the clinical protocol they have to take the consent of the female patient or the patient before they physically examine or do anything now here because there is a very thin line between a touch for a physical examination or a normal touch or a uh, you know touch which is not acceptable what challenges have you faced in ensuring compliance organizing sessions etc in the current scenario for our sessions have been always uh, classroom driven uh, while compliance really is just a matter of you know check in the box getting our documentation in place uh, i think uh, getting people to understand 
the gravity of you know the situation to understand really what the do's and don'ts and how to understand and how to kind of raise the red flag um, has always been done uh, in the confines of a room. And uh, honestly, we never thought that training by itself could be okay and have uh, the kind of desired effects that we wanted to see. Uh, should we move it to a digital platform? Uh, so for us, that seemed to be a little bit of a mind shift uh, to think that we can actually do this the digital way and uh, get people to understand and um, um, you know essentially buy in that thought. This was a this was a challenge for us, both uh, in terms of organizing it and also getting people to um, to involve themselves. But that said. What we do realize uh, is regardless of what mode of training we actually manage to get done, should the trainer be effective? Uh, and I've actually seen this with a lot of sessions which are which was conducted even by Sasha. Should the trainer be effective enough? I think um, the, the, the infra which is required or the modalities of meeting, be it within a classroom or outside, is honestly um, insignificant and in, irrelevant. So we did have challenges, yes, to begin with, but we realized soon enough that um, then no more challenges should we uh, kind of alter our ways and our own thinking and our perspective. Yes, it has been different because naturally we have not had any classroom sessions. Like up till now, we are not doing any classroom sessions for any kind of trainings. So especially post trainings, we, we, where you have to demonstrate a lot of things and show them. So it becomes difficult to do that online. At the same time, our uh, training team has been very, very efficient on doing so and uh, supported us because uh, we have a uh, Accelerate online app, which is available to all our employees online on their phones also, they can download it. This is an internal NH uh, app, which has got all training documents, all trainings available for them. Uh, we do face challenges when it comes to doctors because it is difficult for them to take out time and uh, undergo those trainings. But as because it is a, a very integral part for, from our management that even our clinicians should be aware of everything. So it becomes mandatory for them also to undergo these training programs. How do you maintain documentation during and after inquiries are complete? Uh, it helps when you have uh, in-house protocols available. So we have set protocols which are already there with all the units and the, all the unit members have that. HR does take the initiative to do the full documentation based on the protocols. So uh, I would like to share with you, we have a, a portal for all uh, the employees of Narayana Health called Nest Portal, that is uh, Narayana Employee Self-Service Tab. Now, when you go on that tab, the policy is written there. So this uh, uh, portal is accessible to each and every employee of the hospital. When you go onto the uh, portal, it has got all the po policies onto the tab. Uh, the POSH policy is also there. So each and every individual, any employee who wants to see, who wants to read, can go on that and read it. It has got all the formats that if someone wants to uh, make a complaint, what is the format to be used? So there are steps which are followed. And due to having set protocols, we cannot have any lapses or any lack of documentation on any kind of case. Because if our apex committee finds that we have not done something correctly, they will revert back to us and kindly do this as well. So we have a second check to it. How often does your internal committee meet as a whole when not dealing with a case or a complaint? 
we do this every quarterly, uh, not only because it's kind of like an expected, like a mandate, but uh, even otherwise, we do believe that, uh, you know, uh, it's important for the IC members to know who the other person is. We have uh, exit sometimes, we have new, new people who are being nominated. Uh, so it, it's always good to kind of at least have that forum uh, to quickly connect. Uh, so we do this every quarterly, so it's four times uh, specifically in the units. I do know at corporate it is uh, biannually, we don't do this every uh, every every quarter, but for all practical purposes, every quarter we have an IC meet. Also for the purpose of documentation, we, we ensure that people sign out and, uh, category and have a common acknowledgement that there have been no cases which have come in this particular quarter and everybody is in alignment uh, to that. How do you ensure that your employees find internal committee members approachable? Our committee comprises of uh, representatives of all groups. So we have a doctor, we have a nurse, we have a, a administrative senior person, we have a HR person. So what happens is a doctor letting himself out to a fellow doctor is easier. A nurse letting herself out to a fellow nurse is easier. So that is how we have made it more approachable that, okay, and they also feel that comfort level that a doctor may understand a doctor's problem or a doctor's concern. A nurse may understand what the nurses go through or what are their protocols or how do they follow. So we have tried to have a representation which is from all groups because we have varied groups. You know, other industries may not have these kind of groups like we have. Also, there is a difference, you know, from the, uh, the kind of employees we have. They are from different demographics. They are from different cultural backgrounds. They are from different areas coming together and working together. So culturally, when you are different, something may be correct for in one culture may not be correct in another culture. But when we have these kind of people who are put together as, a, as the IC members, they can understand that better. They can relate to them better. And I think that helps us to, you know, approach them or give the employees the comfort level to which person they can approach. Also, uh, we are very clear to them that, okay, anything happens, you can pick up the phone and call us at any point of time, day, night, uh, off duty, on duty, anytime you can do that. So that helps us. Uh, sometimes we also feel that, you know, when someone has lodged a complaint, they are scared that maybe the respondent may try to harass them or may get back to them at any point of time. We ensure that we personally give our phone numbers to the complainants and tell them that in case you have any problem it at any point of time, please let us know. We also sensitize their immediate supervisors. Sometimes we find that they may not be able to reach out to us or open up to us so much they, as much as they would do with their immediate supervisors. So we also uh, speak to the supervisors and tell them that in case of anything, please inform us immediately, which does happen. Could you talk about some of the best practices that have worked for you? Uh, I think the best practice is that uh, our employees uh, know that there is a zero tolerance as far as Porsche is concerned. We have uh, our APEX committee is headed by the senior most people of the organization. They are aware that if they are not satisfied with the unit committee, they can escalate the matter to the next group of people. Also, we are very open to create ad hoc committees where uh, whenever we find that a complainant is not comfortable with the local committee or maybe that region's committee, we have Pan-India NH hospitals. We make, uh, we create an ad hoc committee uh, in no time 
to make the person comfortable so that they can open up and they can tell us what their issues are the kind of importance this is given from the management uh, level itself from the chairman itself it is so important that it percolates down to all the ic members that this is zero tolerance and the ic members have the uh, you know benefit and the support of the management to do full inquiry and interrogation in the best possible way i know it's uh, it might sound very cliched and maybe not too much but i honestly believe that uh, great things can happen with you know you know getting very few normal ordinary things in place and uh, we have spoken about this earlier as well but i honestly believe talking about it is a big deal I, and um, this is something that we have been doing extensively. Uh, not when I say talking about it, it's just not about a poster here or like a video there or you know a WhatsApp random message. But every get together that we possibly have, be it in units or at uh, you know say the corporate, it could be a skip level, it could be a, a coffee with the CEO, it could be uh, you know an open house that we might have, it could be a town hall every meeting where we have congregations we always at some point in time manage to slip in the fact that we, we believe in ensuring that this is something which is upheld um uh, we also believe in ensuring that um for the, what we communicate about the fact that we believe in ensuring that we do not have a hostile environment for anybody's male or female and should anybody uh, feel that they are they have been met at this kind of treatment to reach out to us at any given point in time what advice would you give to an organization in the healthcare industry which may be struggling with creating safe and inclusive workplaces in a post-pandemic world? Uh, I believe, Shweta, what is really important, and we have spoken about this um, previously as well, is to have talk groups. Our, our reaction is very knee-jerk, and it's we are always in a firefighting mode. Um, we believe that if we talk we say the right things, we say it at the right moment, and we get people to hear us. Uh, invariably, you know, we are kind of ensuring that our environment is safe. And for people who believe that there's absolutely nothing happening in their respective organizations because they're doing, they're going exactly by the book and they're doing XYZ as prescribed, uh, honestly, uh, are, uh, you know, living in a bubble. Uh, what we need to do is to have talk groups. We need to be more, should I say, um, uh, we, we need to start the battle even before um, the war begins. What we need to do is to, you know, call in people, uh, in groups. Uh, it, could be, it could be heterogeneous groups. It could be homogeneous groups and have conversations, uh, throw in topics about what a person feels, given case studies, get people to talk. Um, only when people realize that it's okay to talk about such contentious topics uh, is according to a lot of people or, uh, you know, topics which are so sensitive, will they realize that um, it is, this is just not done and should it happen either to them or to, you know, somebody they know or do not know, uh, will voices be raised and will it reach out to organizations? So for organizations to be more proactive. Uh, we need to kind of think different. We need people talk about their experiences, talk about uh, what they they what they feel, how they feel, um, why they feel the way they feel um, in scenarios which are specific to this. Make people more open. Make them believe that what is happening is is not uh, not the fault of the concerned person. Make them understand that it's okay uh, to um, 
to, to talk about something uh, sh should it happen to them and and uh, you know the fact that the organization is going to be there to uh, by their side and have their back why are we waiting for people to walk through that door i mean gather courage and walk through that door uh, feeling like victims while we can go up to them and tell them that this is okay and if anything happens you're already there for them i think this is this is probably a more proactive approach in ensuring uh, your employees really know that they are working in a safe environment i think giving the comfort to the employees and communicating it to them that uh, we are there for them at any point of time we are approachable and we follow a zero tolerance on this uh, will give them the comfort level as healthcare we know that our uh, nearly 60 to 70% staffs are nursing staffs which are mostly females we have to ensure safety at narayana health we also encourage more and more if you see our gender uh, uh, percentages we have nearly 60% female staffs and 40% male staff so having said so the reason why we have 60% to 65% our targets are much higher than that is to ensure them to give them that comfort that this is a safe environment for you to work in and that is why i personally feel that uh, uh, people are encouraged and uh, my colleagues from the female gender are encouraged to join arana health because probably they know that this is a place where they get the safe environment to be there is there anything that you would like to tell us in closing i think it flows from the top so any organization the topmost uh, people should be able to sensitize and uh, uh, communicate to all the members all the team members so from top to the uh, people down the line should be knowing exactly that this is a zero tolerance policy in a particular organization and the organization ensures the safety of its employees that is the most important message that should go to each and every person who is there who is a team member and i think with that comfort we can solve any problem i would not call myself a feminist but i truly believe that um, as a woman uh, it's it's my job to raise my voice and and um, herald women like me to speak up uh, it's it's sad because we sit in our our you know ac offices etc and talk so much about women's lib and uh, really the situation is so different the most easy thing for one to do is to shut up because they believe that like i already told you it's it's virtuous of you uh, to be patient and to you know take uh, take this because you know a woman is made of uh, abundant patience and of course she should i believe otherwise i i feel a woman is a, is a woman of substance i feel she needs to uh, voice out uh, and she needs to call out when things are not um when when things are uh, when there's a misdeed and when things are not being done right um so for every woman out there uh harassment is just a form of oppression and uh, if something like that happens one has to step up one has to voice out and one has to take action regardless of what you believe uh the result would be because uh, the change is you and if you don't do it and it doesn't start with you then neither will the next person beside you and that was the episode dear viewers and listeners 
We are very grateful to our guests Rooli Verma and Sophia Joseph for sharing their insights with us so generously. What thoughts are you left with? What questions do you have? What ideas have these inspired for your own organization? Do write to us at voice@sashaindia.com with your comments and your queries. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to learn more, do also remember to follow us on social media and subscribe to receive our monthly newsletter, Voice. Until we meet again, stay safe and remember, together we can prevent, protect and progress.